Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. One, two, three. ESPN Radio. One of my favorite cover songs of all time. Bob Seger. Metallica does Bob Seger. The Grizz were on the road again this upcoming weekend, and so is the guy standing next to me, Marty Mornaway, joining us in studio. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty coming up here in just a few minutes. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joined us to talk all the way around the Big Sky Conference, particularly Montana's 53-16 win over Portland State on homecoming, and Montana State's 38-35 thriller on the red in Cheney over Eastern Washington. You can find everything from today's first hour on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by the Advocates, the M Store, and the Montana State Bookstore. You want to be a part of the show? You got questions, comments, concerns? Or you want to win some free car washes? That's coming up here about 20 minutes. 406 888 is the number you got to remember. 888 Calls or text us with anything you are wondering about. It's time now for the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty. It's presented by Front Street Pizza, Dazzler's Car Wash, and Rome Student Housing. Coach, you're already so famous, but now you're even more famous. You're on Worldwide TV. You're on MTN. You're on the ESPN Plus app. You're everywhere. How'd it go? Oh, it went great. I had so much fun. Fun! What a great weekend yeah. I had. Yeah. My wife had. We went uh, and and I to the 1982 Big Sky Conference Championship. Uh, what do they call that? A reunion. Yeah. And I'll tell you a story. I got I got a couple uh, voicemails uh, on on like Monday from a couple teammates, and I'm in my truck driving, and and I hear a little reunion of the 19. And I'm thinking, okay, why? Why why are we doing this? Do we do it every year? And I just I can't go. <laughs> right. Is it homecoming? What? And then all of a sudden, <clears throat> a few seconds later, I'm going, oh my gosh, it's been 40 40 years. years. So I got to see. A bunch of my ex-teammates, and some of them I haven't seen in 40 years. So what a thrill it was for me. And so cool that you got to celebrate that 40th anniversary and then also be on the call for your first Grizz game. Yeah, The Grizz have had great tradition for a really long time. But when you really look at the history of Montana football, 
in the late 60s when Jack Swarthout was still the head coach, Montana had a couple landmark years where they played in the Camellia Bowl, and they that was sort of the very beginning of some of the great players that went on to then play in the NFL. Mike Tillman, Steve Okanowski, those guys come to mind. But then there was some dormant years of, of Grizz football through the 1970s. Montana State really had the upper hand in the rivalry as well as sort of the footing in the Big Sky Conference. But if you really point to all the factors that helped Grizz football become what it is today, one of the primary factors was that 1982 championship. That's what set the stage for building Washington Grizzly Stadium. That's what set the stage for Montana really swinging it. So so fun for you guys to sort of remember that and then get honored for it, too. Yeah, really, I look at it like it was the 1981 team where we started out 7-1 and and then about six or eight of us got hurt and we finished poorly, but we had such a great start and then that vaulted us into 1982 and won the Big Sky Championship. And remember, that's back when Boise and Nevada. Sure. I I mean, it was a fist fight every game and, you know, uh, I, I missed a bunch of games, but we all played the ones that meant something, and we won the games that we really had to. So what a what a thrill it was! And then I get to go up into the box. Yeah. And I'll tell you, Coulter, thank you and Riley. Well, you you two were the two that kind of set me up and got me got me ready to go. But I will tell you, uh, it, there's. Uh, it was it was it was kind of a mess. You've got to ignore all the chaos. It's like playing quarterback, for sure. When you know you've got a little pass rush on you, just just ignore the chaos. Yep. And it was it was sort of I thought easy for me because this is my was my mentality. I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. Sure. I'm going to ignore all my way and just play right to my strengths. And I got to watch the game and talk a little bit about the game. And, and Jay and John did all the hard work, uh, like you do, getting in and out on time sure. and reading all the commercials and all those things. I'll tell you, I thought Kyle did a heck of a job. Kyle had on the sidelines for sure. Down on the sidelines. So I had a blast. What do you think of what Grizz football has become now? Because... The Grizz have always been a big thing in Missoula, but I mean, this is a this is a spectacle now. I mean, I was I was just at an NFL game on Sunday. I know the Seahawks are down, and there was a lot of empty seats in the stadium, but I, I, that was only my second ever NFL game. And I know that there's some NFL environments you can go to that are absolutely unbelievable. But Washington Grizzly Stadium, man, it, it may, every time you go to a new venue, you appreciate it more. People were off the, out of their minds on Saturday, I mean, it was rocking and rolling in there. Who wouldn't want to play for the Montana Grizz? I want to know his name and where he lived. Really? Uh, what what a fantastic venue. And you know that that 1982 team. Uh, my teammates and I think we, we built the stadium. Right. So we've got some great feelings for that. And uh, when they pack it, it's awesome. And wow, was it loud. Uh, and that what a great home field advantage. And where are the Grizzlies right now? I was at North Dakota State in the spring. They asked me to come up and hang with their staff and speak at their clinic and all those things. Yeah. Everybody's chasing North Dakota State, and I will tell you this. The Grizz are right on their shirt tails, and they may have caught them. We'll see. We'll We'll see see how this thing plays. Long ways away. But we'll see how this thing plays out. I'm jacked up for the Grizz. Bobby Houck. And again, who wouldn't want? To play for the Grizz. Monday afternoon quarterback here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Marty Mornenweg joining us in studio here uh, on your radio dial as well as on your television set 
SWX Montana TV and the ESPN Montana app. Uh, last thing to, to talk to you about here on the Grizz Note, Coach, is um, I think that so often, uh, particularly people in these seats that are analyzing things, they get so stuck on the stats. And I keep looking at the Montana stats, and it's so interesting because the, the Grizz are averaging almost 50 points per game right now, but they're quote-unquote only averaging 400 yards of total offense. And in college, this day and age of college, 500 yards is like the the mark where you're, you know, you're, you know, you can get 25 to 30 first downs in a college game because you run so many freaking plays, and there's so much space to be had. But that's what I'm saying is, stats are for losers in that case because Montana they're averaging about 150 yards less than they normally would for two reasons. One, they're scoring two three times a game, not on offense, and two. They're only playing on one side of the field because they're dominating the field position so much. I mean, what do you think of the style that Coach Houck's got dialed up? It is pure chaos, and it is really fun to watch. The style is one that few teams can play with because they're it's loaded. True. They're loaded on offense. And and we've talked about it before. Before the season, I thought that's why I went out for a spring ball practice. I wanted to see this quarterback yep. that was transferring in and how good was he because I thought the Grizz were not a good quarterback but a great quarterback away from making a run. And I'm not talking any type. I'm talking a national championship run, and I think they may have found their great quarterback. But their defense, they wreck havoc in their opponent's backfield. There has not been a quarterback that can be comfortable up to date. And I'm excited to see anybody that can do it. I've been watching film on Tuesday with the Grizz defense, and I found myself going, okay, how would I game plan against all the different things that they're, and they're talented. Talent, hard work, preparation, no cap on yourself. Bobby's got that thing going. Monday Afternoon Quarterback is presented in part by Rome Student Housing. Rome Student Housing, a phenomenal, uh, relatively new facility located there on Front Street. They have all sorts of different options for student housing. Modern floor plans with awesome designs. The majority of their units have their own full bathrooms attached to the bedrooms. They have studios, one-bedroom, one-bath, two-bedroom, two-bath, four-bedroom, two-bath, and four-bedroom, four-bath. All sorts of great security. It's right downtown, uh, so you are gonna you, you're gonna be able to have all access to all the great things in Missoula. They have secure indoor bike storage, multiple study rooms. It's like uh, the dorms, but ten times better. Go hang out at Rome Student Housing if you have a student or somebody coming up that's gonna go to the University of Montana. An awesome living option for them, affordable, uh, convenient, safe, and uh, all of the above. Appreciate Rome Student Housing for their uh, support of us here. Uh, at the Monday afternoon quarterback here on uh, ESPN Radio. Coach, I got to tell you this. I have been to, I was actually trying to think in my head what the actual number is, but I bet you I've been to close to 200 college football games over the last 16, 17 years as a, as a media guy. Sitting in the press box, doing the whole thing. I've only ever been to one NFL game before the NFL game I went to on Sunday. As you know, I watch the NFL religiously. It's all I do on Sundays is watch the NFL, get ready for this segment with you. But seeing it live and in person, I mean, my God, it is unbelievable how fast the game is. It's a totally different sport than in college. Do you find yourself thinking that, too, since you have watched the NFL so much? 
live and in person now that you're getting back into college? I mean, it's totally different than than what you see on Saturdays, right? Well, it's a huge difference, huge Coulter. Difference. I, I will tell you that it's so much different on TV than it is in the stands, and it's so much different in the stands than if you're when you're on the sideline. Sure. And it is fast and fear. You've got the elite athletes, the biggest, strongest, toughest dudes on earth. On a hundred by a hundred, or really a a hundred by fifty three and a half, or a hundred twenty by fifty three and a half field, and it is not a contact sport. It is a collision sport. Oh man! And it is fast and furious, and that that's the way you want your play. You can't win games if you're not playing fast in the NFL. In college, when you see a playmaker get the ball in space, then you can see the space continue, and he can run to space. I was just so blown away with how the space just disappears. Yeah. Like the concept of setting the edge, they destroy the edge. The whole play is just over. It's it's crazy to watch yeah. the way that they are able to execute. But that's the other thing you notice. It's not just the pure athletic gifts of these guys. They truly go 110% on every single play. I mean, yeah. it, is, it is amazing how hard they go. And there is a little bit of a difference in preseason as compared to regular season. Right. And regular season as compared to the playoffs. Oh, much, much like the NBA. The defense just jacks it up in the NBA once playoff time comes. It's this, everybody is playing for the ring. I'll give you an example of, 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 of how fast it is. You've got a college player that you're evaluating that's coming out into the draft, and he's pretty athletic. How much of that will disappear once he steps on the NFL right. field? The great athleticism doesn't. But the medium athleticism, it just completely disappears. It's amazing how fast the NFL game is. Monday afternoon quarterback here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Uh, one of our main draws to going to this particular Seattle Seahawks game, Atlanta Falcons game, is we got to, I got to watch, this was actually a pretty special experience for me. Having covered high school sports like we have, to be able to go watch two young men that played high school football in Montana and to see that these guys, they're not just on the rosters. These guys are, are making waves, making plays. I mean, Will Disley is a true established leader and playmaker for the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, he is knocking on the door, if not already in the top 10 tight ends in the NFL. I mean, he's a legitimately awesome player out of Bozeman High School, a kid who then played his college ball at Washington. And, uh, you know, I never forget when, when Will called me to tell – he initially committed to Boise State – and then Chris Peterson went from Boise State to Washington, and, and Will Disley went with him. But I'll never forget when Will called me when he was a senior in high school and said, hey, man, I made my commitment. This is before Twitter. This is before Facebook. All that. I mean, Facebook was around, but kids weren't breaking their own news. It, you know, he had to call the guy at the newspaper. He said, hey, man, I just want to let you know I gave my commitment to Boise State tonight. I was thinking, man, that's so cool. Ten years from, from then, I get to watch him score a touchdown. And, oh, by the way, the guy who he beats on a double move is a kid from Dillon, Montana, and Troy Anderson is playing for the Atlanta Falcons. So Montana was well represented in that game. Very cool to see those guys. I think I, I took notes, but I think they squared off actually going against each other where Troy was guarding Disley, I think, eight times, and they had multiple times when they got engaged in run blocks and stuff. And then after the game, Shook hands, exchanged jerseys. So a uh, pretty cool moment. And I think it, it shows, you know, the quality level of, of athlete that can come out of Montana. And uh, I think it shows the kids around here, too, that if it's, it's going to take a little bit of luck. you got to have a little bit of talent. But also, you can get there. You can get there from here. And I think that's pretty cool. Well, let me tell you, I learned something a couple years ago. Coulter, you and I have talked about it before. 
per capita, Montana has more young men in the NFL yeah. than any other state, which surprised me. So those Montana kids, right, if you can run and hit, you've got a chance to make it in the NFL. The game that we were at is actually a very good game, too. Uh, I don't know what the prospects of either of those teams are. I think that they're probably going to be playing for a draft pick when it was all said and done. But it was a good game back and forth. Uh, some really good plays by both quarterbacks. I think that uh, that's the other thing that was so striking, Coach, is I, I, I would love to see Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Justin Herbert live and in person because you hear all this stuff, oh, Geno Smith has a very average arm, or Marcus Mariota, he's kind of got a weak arm, and then you watch him in person, you're like, oh, my God, this guy throws 85 miles per hour. It's crazy. I would love to see a, a real, uh, you know, uh, not a real, I should say, one of the really hallowed arms like a Josh Allen live and in person. But I thought both quarterbacks played well. Uh, Atlanta ends up getting a 27-24 uh, to 24 win. Uh, and I know that uh, Seattle's kind of on fire because Pete Carroll went for a field goal instead of a, a fourth and one down there in the goal line. So uh, we'll see. I think it's going to be a, a sort of a tough year for the Falcons. But I thought Mariota was pretty good uh, for the Falcons. It's going to be a tough year for the Seahawks. I thought Mariota was pretty good for the Falcons. That Drake London kid out of USC – He's a legitimately good player. I think he's going to be a star. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm happy even though uh, the Seahawks lost it. But Geno Smith is showing that he can be an NFL oh, quarterback. And he sure. went through all kinds of heck. You know, I coached him as a rookie. And I thought his best years would be year like four, five, six, somewhere in there. They went through some injuries. And so flash forward a few years and, and he's rolling pretty good. Let's talk about some of the biggest winners from the weekend. First and foremost, uh, so funny that last week all the national guys were talking about, man, the Buffalo Bills, man, they, they might go undefeated. And no, I told you here on this show, there's no, it's going to be so hard to go undefeated in the NFL in this day and age with the salary cap league and the way everybody can load up, how even the rosters are. But don't look now, the Miami Dolphins, after knocking off the Buffalo Bills, are undefeated. What have you thought of the start to the Mike McDaniel tenure there in Miami? Well, first of all, Coulter, unless you just look at the league, there's a couple teams that... Uh, haven't lost yet. Yep. There's a couple teams that haven't won yet. Everybody else is two and one or one and two. You know, Crazy. and it's a fist fight. So uh, the Miami Dolphins. I we we've talked about this. Tua. My perception of Tua before this season started was a solid, solid plus type of quarterback. Yep. He's elevated himself For sure. into that upper echelon. Just within the first two to three games, uh, they're winning games, and he's lighting it up. That was a crazy game, by the way. It was. The Buffalo Bills, I mean, I talked about this on the 33rd team a little earlier today. 31 first downs, Bills, 15 for the Dolphins. <laughs> Amazing. The number of plays, 90 plays for 90 the Bills. 90 plays. That's college number of plays. It's crazy. 39 for the Dolphins. Yards, about 500 to 212. Yep. How did it happen? One turnover, the red zone. Yeah. Three for three for the Dolphins, only 50%. Two for four for the Bills. And then the Dolphins stepped it up defensively late in the fourth quarter, really twice. And overcame the butt punt. You, you know, Unreal. You know, and, and so one of those crazy games. The Bills are a better team. For sure. On paper. Right. But that's why they play the game. And now the Dolphins are 3-0. and 
I like their chances. I like their chances to make the playoffs go deep into the playoffs as long as they stay healthy. Tua Tagovailoa's improvement uh, under Mike McDaniel is a huge part of this story. The addition of Tyreek Hill and pairing him with Jalen Waddle is a huge part of this story. But the part of the story that's not getting enough credit is the Dolphins were nails on defense last year, and they're still nails on defense. I mean, that's right. That's the thing. In the NFL, again, you could talk about all the yards and all that stuff, but really what it comes down to is just bowing up in the red zone, right? If you can bow up in the red zone, force a turnover, and, and keep guys off the scoreboard or force field goals in the red zone, that takes you a long ways. Miami did that well. That's why they won that game. Yeah, and then and then Buffalo semi screwed it up right at the very end. But but other than that, the Dolphins defense stepped up right when they needed them to step up. And and one of those crazy games that sways so far to one side, you usually don't see that statistically. And the the other team wins the game. Normally four or five things have to happen in that game to push that team to a win. Monday afternoon quarterback, Marty Morninweg, joining us in studio here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio. It's presented in part by Dazzler's Car Wash. Dazzler's Car Wash right next to us. I can see them right here out the window. They do such a great job. It's not just your average run-of-the-mill car wash. They're going to give you the spray, the pre-spray, the post-soak. They get you underneath on your truck. They dry it all off, buff it all off, make your car look shiny and bright and new. They also have these great unlimited deals right now. Starting at $31, you can get the legacy deal for $37. And a great way, uh, great great for gifts, great for, uh, you're going to have to get your truck washed anyways. Might as well get yourself an unlimited deal. We're going to help you get your truck washed right now, though. Call us, 406-888-1029, caller number 5-888-1029. We got a $50 gift card for you to Dazzler's Car Wash, located right here on Radio Way, right next to us here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. You going to get your truck washed over there? It is a fantastic wash, and you described it beautifully, and you come out of there clean and dry. That's the best part too. Is that they they sometimes you know when the when the stuff dries on there, then you got all these soap spots. Nope, your car or your truck, whatever, gonna be shiny, bright, and new. Thanks to Dazzler's Car Wash, their uh, presenting sponsorship here of the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty. Uh, speaking of what the Dolphins were able to do in Week Two, they were able to outlast a Ravens team that looked offensively unbelievably good. Lamar Jackson went nuts in the game against Miami. Well, then the Ravens bounce back with a huge win, and maybe that's back on track for the Ravens. They're a team that a lot of people were high on coming into this year. You suffer the, the sort of demoralizing loss in Week 2, but that's a gr- great win for the Ravens to get back on track, and their offense is humming along right now. Well, the great Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah, this I is mean, what's so, so funny, too. The narrative of the offseason was, oh, Lamar Jackson, he's just a running back. He's not a quarterback, whatever. He's ter- I mean, he's the, probably one of the MVP frontrunners right now. Uh, come on, he's already won one of them. For sure. But looking forward. Bills at Ravens. The Bills are coming off a loss going into Baltimore to face a great Lamar Jackson. Now, the Bills, I will hand it to the Bills, right? They lost the game against the Dolphins, but all four men that were playing in the secondary were out. They played with all backups in that game, and Leslie Frazier did a heck of a job. They held the Dolphins to 21 points with all four backups playing in their secondary. What a feat that was, and what a feat it would have been if their offense could have done just a little bit more than 500 yards and 19 points. I love, too, one one thing I I enjoy about the NFL is 
as you know, as somebody that was in the coaching business and, and rode the coaching carousel for so many years, sometimes you, you move up or you move somewhere else or you get a coordinator job or then you get a head coaching job. And sometimes some of the stuff, you know, the, the success maybe is a little bit outside of your control. But I love when guys refine their way to the positions that are perfect for them, like Leslie Frazier. I mean, he, he sort of had an up-and-down time as the head coach of the Vikings, but he's undeniably one of the best defensive minds in the league. Oh, he's a fantastic. I know him pretty well now. I yeah. coached with him briefly uh, for one year. Uh, what a great man as well. Uh, great defensive mind and a great coach. Talking about instilling confidence in young men. And most of these fellows playing in the NFL are young men, <laughs> besides maybe Tom Brady you know, <laughs> totally. and Joe Flacco or something, but who's got, I believe, five kids now. But <laughs> he can he can inject some confidence in young players, and he trains them just beautifully. So uh, fundamentally and technique-wise, one of the great coaches, one of the great defensive coaches in the NFL. More winners and losers from the first week, uh, I guess the third week of the NFL play, uh, the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty rolls on. Keep it right here. Juan is now ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Hopefully we're not rambling too much today. My old man would be proud of us, though. He loved the Allman Brothers, and he would love that I'm sitting here right now with my great friend Marty Mornaway. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Rolls on. We're coming to you through the ESPN Montana studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and proud to say so. Uh, Coach, we were talking about great coaches, and uh, one guy that you – uh, coached with most recently is Doug Peterson. And Doug Peterson doing a great job in Jacksonville. Jacksonville was uh, the center of all of the drama in the NFL last year with all of the crazy stuff about Urban Meyer and all that. But here they are now. They got their prized quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. They're operating with some confidence. They got some good personnel, both sides of the ball. More than anything, though, I think they got a pretty good, pretty good head coach knows what he's doing. And uh, don't look now, but the division that we thought was Signs still deliver for the Indianapolis Colts. Not so fast. The Jacksonville Jaguars are sitting in first place. Doug just made the circus just normal. Right, exactly. If you can do that, I knew they'd be in good shape. Their defense is pretty good, and they've got – 
they've got a high-level quarterback. For sure. And so uh, it's not surprising that they're in this spot, and their challenge is to do it week in and week out from this point on. We've talked about so many young quarterbacks. We haven't talked that much about Trevor Lawrence. What do you think of this kid? Because he's one of these kids where he's had to he's had to battle his expectation since, I mean, dude was the number one recruit in the country when he was 16 years old, and then he's winning a national championship at Clemson when he's a freshman. And so, you know, the expectation is that he's just the second coming of Joe Montana or whatever, but it seems like he's settled in a little bit. But how do you evaluate him? What do you think of him? An NFL quarterback, one thing is guaranteed. It will hit you in the face <laughs> right. at some point, right? And so when you're evaluating these great, talented quarterbacks coming out of college, how will they handle it when things go really well, which it likely will early, because why? They're talented. And then how are they going to handle it? When things go the wrong way, and it probably will because they're so young and inexperienced. This man looks like he's very mature that way. And if you go through the bleep, right, like like when the bleep hits the fan, there's no reason to wash the fan off because it likely is going to hit it again. Right? I mean, that's the way the NFL is, especially playing the quarterback position. Right? So what he went through last year, right, a mess, a circus, might make him even stronger, even better when he came out the other end. And it looks like that's what happened. Jaguars, a 38-10 to 10 win over the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't know who had that one on the uh, docket. I certainly did not. But that's, that's a resounding win. And the Chargers now, though, uh, they lost a heartbreaker to the Chiefs, and then they got blown out. So they got some questions to be answered. They have their golden boy quarterback, but getting off to a tough start when you do have high expectations is a little uphill sledding. Well, and then their quarterback's beat up. He's playing with broken ribs. For sure. They've got some other injuries. So that's going to be tough sledding. For the Chargers, if they don't get healthy real quickly, uh, and I, I discussed this earlier today, should the Chargers have left Herbert in when right. they were down so much right. with broken ribs? Well, look, it, that's a choice that the head coach and that quarterback have to make together. And on occasion, the head coach has to save the player at any position, but especially the quarterback position, has to save the player from himself at times because they're so competitive. Now, on the other side, you want your team and you want your quarterback to go through that rough time and finish that game out the right way. So those are the tough decisions that head coaches have to make regularly during an NFL season. The Monday afternoon quarterback, Coach Marty, in studio with us, Marty Morningweg, here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. It's presented in part by Front Street Pizza. Go check out Front Street Pizza down there on Front Street, uh, as the name indicates. Great, traditionally sourced pizza. They have all sorts of fun combinations. You can get the whole pizza pie or... You can get it by the slice. Also, might I highly recommend the garlic knots. They are delicious as well. Go check out Front Street Pizza. They're right below Rome Student Housing. Both Rome and Front Street Pizza proud presenters of the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty. The Cincinnati Bengals came in with a ton of hype this year and uh, allegedly a revamped uh, offensive line. They didn't look like that in uh, the first two weeks, but you were saying that's a lot on the quarterback as much as it is on anybody else. But the Bengals get off the schneid. They... uh, 
they get a good win over the New York Jets yesterday, and uh, maybe that's something that can alter their trajectory a little bit. T- tough 0-2 start for the Bengals. Yeah, good win for them because uh, there's been no 0-3 teams in the last three years make the playoffs that started 0-2. Right. It's like a 7.5% chance to make the playoffs. The one team that I thought could do it because they are young and they're talented is the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, you look forward, the 3-0 and Dolphins. At the one and two Cincinnati Bengals, it's a big game Thursday night, huge game, especially for Cincinnati at home. Speaking of Thursday nights, uh, last week on Thursday night football, the uh, the Steelers, you can tell they're they're without their leader in T.J. Watt, and if they don't have that guy to set the tone defensively, it makes everything else look a lot more clunky. Mitch Trubisky's really struggling right now. If you have him. And you have an elite defense, it, you might be okay. If you don't have an elite defense, it's a little bit tough. But all that said, the Cleveland Browns, and and t- and correct me if I'm wrong, but I am such a, I have been so into college football. Or I, I guess I've been so attached to college football that I always first and foremost obsess about the run game. Well, the Cleveland Browns can run the football, and I don't know how far that can take them if you don't have an elite player at quarterback. But if you can run the football, it gives you a chance, especially in the regular season. Well, let's not underestimate Jacoby Brissett. For sure. Now, I'm biased towards him because my oldest son, Sky, played with him at Florida. This guy is really a fine quarterback. He's not in the upper echelon yet. Sure. But how many of Jalen Hurts? Nobody had right. him in totally. the upper echelon. Totally. Right. He's there now. Tua, I don't think many people had him in the up. He's there now. So the... Cleveland Browns are built to run the football, right? So they're going to be a good running team. The challenge they have, can they run the football against the best defensive fronts in the league as they go forward? Otherwise, like you said, it's going to fall on Jacoby Brissett's shoulders, and can he hold up to that? The one thing you notice about Brissett, too, and I maybe overanalyze the the body language and and uh, leadership parts of things, you know, because I mean Aaron Rodgers has terrible body language, and he's he's still one of the best players in the history of the league. But you can tell that guys like Brissett. You can tell that he he's a good leader. He, he reminds me of Tyrod Taylor, where he's like. It doesn't, regardless of what he is as a player, you can tell he's got the locker room getting his back. And that yeah. helps a lot. Yeah, and you just look at his numbers. He was 21 for 31, 220 yards, two touchdowns, right? Now, they also rushed for 171 yards, right. right? With Chubb rushing for 113 and Hunt for 47. I mean, that's a well put together offensive output. And I would suspect, you and I were talking early or before the season, don't discount the Browns just because their quarterback got suspended That's from right. That's right. whatever. Don't discount it. They're a good football team. They're well put together personnel-wise. And Jacoby Brissett, I think I have more confidence in him because I'm biased towards him. Sure. But the man will win games. He's won games before in his yeah. career. I mean, he won games in Indianapolis. Indianapolis was better with Brissett than they have been with any of these other quarterbacks right. since then, even though those guys might have more of a you know a resume or better fancy football numbers or whatever it might be. Uh, a couple more winners from this last weekend in the NFL. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he called this. He, 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 he said after their first win of the year, uh, coming off of their embarrassing loss to the Minnesota Vikings, he said, hey, if you recall last year, 
we didn't do anything in week one. Then we came out and got right in week two. And then we want, went out and won a, a great game against a conference opponent in week three. That's what we're trying to do this year again. Same thing. Packers get drilled in week one. They get an impressive win in week two. And then they win one of the uh, the early season games of the year, showing down with TB12 and the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But uh, – Rodgers, for all of his faults, and I think that sometimes we analyze him based on his personality way too much instead of just watching his actual play. But the guy knows what he's doing, and uh, if you got him, you got a chance. First of all, he's a well-equipped, talented quarterback, one of the best in the NFL. Secondly, I think he might like his back up against the wall uh, because he's done it two years in a row. Uh, And look at Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, right? Both of those men will get their offenses going at some point. Both of those men will win games in the time being while they're trying to get their offense rolling. I I don't discount the Green Bay Packers in any way. They've got a chance to go deep into the playoffs. Last big winner from Sunday is the Indianapolis Colts, but specifically their head coach, Frank Reich, because Indy came in with all sorts of hype, not just uh, hype to win their division, but also uh, hype to maybe even make a run in the playoffs. And they have great pieces across the board, whether it's an elite offensive line, an excellent up-and-coming running back in Jonathan Taylor, but also a, a defense that's anchored by a couple of what I think should be household names in this uh, in the National Football League, that's DeForest Buckner and Darius Leonard, two great, great all-pro type players there on the the indie defense. But they go 0-1-1 in their first two, and then they look like they're staring an 0-2-1 starting the face going to Arrowhead. Not so fast. They go in there and steal one from the Chiefs. That's a huge win for the, the Indianapolis Colts. Big, big. Their season was likely over if they didn't get this win. And, and Frank's, Frank Reich's seat is probably red hot. Yeah, it, well... Yeah, you're exactly right there. But what an effort by the Colts. Now, the Chiefs helped them. They did. Yeah, so so the Chiefs, that's another one of those games. That's why they play the game. Anybody can beat anybody in the NFL. 100%. The, the parity is so, is so, so much there, just like the NFL wants it. And if the Chiefs play the Colts 10 times, I suspect that the Chiefs win at least eight of them under normal circumstances. Big losers from this weekend in the NFL. First and foremost, I thought that the call that gave the Indianapolis Colts an opportunity to win that game was a poor one. I don't, I, we don't know what was said, but it just seems pretty tenuous to me to be able to... Th- I mean, you know better than anybody. These guys are not... Uh, you know, being polite and nice to each other <laughs> in games. And if it's in the fourth quarter of a one-score game, I don't know how you throw a, a personal conduct flag like that. Uh, I hate to go against the official's judgment, but at that point in the game, right? and 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 the verbal things that go on, come on. You know, I used to tell my players, I said this in the color commentary, you know, with the bleep talking. You know, hey, look, if you're really good at it and you think it will help you and you think it will help our team, go ahead and do it. But if you're not very good at it, <laughs> right. don't do it. Like like if you just say, like, Joe Mama, that's not good enough. you got to come up with something better than that. <laughs> Some of the greatest players, right, in the history of 
all of athletics were pretty good trash talkers, but sure. they did it kind of under their breath and make sure that only one or two fellows heard it. Larry, the great Larry Bird is famous, famous. for that. But uh, you know, and the officials, you know, they, they can't have those 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 big ears. You know, they're there for a reason, and that's to make the game fairly played. You know, and I thought that went the other way, and that's enough uh, on me, on the officials, or the trash talking. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you, we'll leave it for maybe another time, I was going to ask you the best trash talker is that you ever were around. For my money, you got to think that, it's not even trash talking, the guy whose personality influenced his play and his reputation as much as anybody, John Randall. I love oh, to be some John Randall. John, the, the the football life about John Randall is one of the cl- most classic things ever. They they do this whole montage of other offensive linemen talking <laughs> about this guy, and they're like, first time I went against him, I thought he was touched. I thought I thought he was crazy. I thought he was actually out of his mind. And then he goes and plays like he's out of his mind. So, uh, well, he wouldn't stop. He wouldn't stop. It Never. would start, and it didn't <laughs> stop until the game was over. Maybe an hour later, he would might stop. But there's been there's been some good ones, really really good ones. Brett Favre was pretty good oh, I at bet. it. I you bet. know, uh, Sizz with Baltimore was very very good at. I, uh, there's some really good ones uh, in the NFL today, and so so for an official uh, to, right. to 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 throw a flag like that, that just and, and now look, we don't know the details. Totally, so there may be something there that we don't know. Well, it's like Chris Jones said when he got interviewed afterwards. He's like. I, I've been talking the same way for my entire NFL career. I just got my first flag. I don't really know. I thought what I said was normal. That's what I always say. So, I don't know. It's just unfortunate that the game comes down to it like that at the end of the game. Other big losers from this weekend in the NFL, uh, I don't think anybody had Vegas at 0-3. The uh, Las Vegas Raiders have, have lost uh, several uh, disappointing games. Um, but you dropped the stat earlier, Coach. I mean, it's, it's pretty tough. When you start 0-3 to, to get back uh, on track, especially they haven't even started division games. They're in the toughest division in the league. Yeah, I think they're probably done regarding the playoffs because you just said it. That division is tough. How do you how do you win a Super Bowl? How do you make the playoffs? Well, the first thing is to dominate your division, right? And then if you can't do that, then you have to get enough chips and I'm talking about wins, to get into the playoffs because there have been several wild-card teams win the Super Bowl. And, and, and you've got to be playing your best down the stretch and into the playoffs, and typically you have to be reasonably healthy to do that. And it was, it was two 0-2 teams that people didn't think were going to be 0-2 teams, so the Titans get their first win. Maybe that can be something that uh, jolts them into the uh, – Back back into the winning side of things. Uh, last loser for the weekend, uh, the Washington Commanders. They, they are just they're struggling. Uh, they got blown out by the Eagles. The Eagles. I don't think it's a surprise. I thought the Eagles were going to be very good coming into this year, but they're sitting there at three and zero, and they are uh, atop of their division. We're the only unbeaten teams in the league. But Washington, uh, uphill sledding for them now moving forward too. Yeah, my man Ron Rivera there with Washington. He'll get them playing at a higher level. The Eagles, it looks like they were taking out some frustrations yeah. on the Washington Commanders quarterback. Yeah, That's what right. was it? Nine sacks? Yeah. Now, you know my philosophy on that. My, two-thirds of all sacks are sure. quarterback-related. Now, it might not be all, but they can get the ball out. And, but, but the Eagles, you and I talked about it before the season started. 
They are built to win and win big, and they found a heck of a quarterback to lead them to the promised land. Now, you talk about Jalen Hurts, and I will tell you I'm biased towards Jalen because I coached him as a rookie. Sure. But this man is in his third year, right? Yep. His second year of starting in the same system, coming off of a year in, in, in the first year of a system, second year in the NFL of leading his teams to the playoffs. So I would expect them to go deep and go far. What's going on with Monday Night Football? Well, you got two traditional rivals squaring off. We'll get you all set up for Cowboys-Giants right after this. Keep it right here. Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. A little Sturgill for you here on your Monday night. Monday Night Football about 20 minutes away. So we'll get you all set up for Cowboys at Giants. Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Thanks for rolling with us on your Monday. Fun Monday show, Mon- the uh, Montana Football Hour with Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, plus our great friend Marty Morninweg here in studio, breaking out all things NFL. You can find it all in the Nuwana's Now podcast, probably presented by the Advocates, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. Uh, Coach, what do you think of this one? You coached in the uh, NFC East for a really long time, so two old adversaries for you. But the Giants... One of the surprises of the NFL, 2-0 and so far this year. And uh, the Cowboys, I think everybody thought, oh, the ship has sunk. Titanic is at the bottom of the ocean when Dak Prescott broke his thumb. Not Cooper Rush got him a win last week. Yeah, he did. You know, Coulter, this game used to be a bloodbath twice a year. The Giants and Cowboys, much like the Eagles and Cowboys and Eagles and Giants. However, it's a different field, but it's, it should be fascinating because the Giants are sort of rebuilding and they're 2-0 with a new coach, yep. right? So they've got a little mojo. They got a little juice. And the Cowboys that were left for dead because of the Dak Prescott thing won last week. So it should be just a fascinating type of a game. I don't know who would be a favorite here. I suppose the Cowboys by what? The Giants are a one-point favorite. One point, and that's probably because they're at home, at home. Right? And Daniel Jones, right? All right? And his new coach. They're rolling a little bit, but I don't quite have as much confidence in the total team of the New York football Giants as I do in the total team of the Cowboys, even without Dak. It should be fun. Uh, We do this every Monday. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thanks to Coach Marty for always making time for us. And thanks to our great sponsors for presenting the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty. Dazzler's Car Wash, located right here next to us on Radio Way. Come get your truck all shiny and new. Also, thanks to Front Street Pizza, delicious, traditionally sourced pizza in downtown Missoula. You can buy it by the slice or get it uh, as a whole pizza pie. And uh, thanks so much to Rome Student Housing as well, an awesome option for any of your young people that maybe are coming to live in Missoula for school or otherwise. Appreciate uh, Rome Student Housing for uh, their continued sponsorship as well. We'll be back at it tomorrow, a full slate of high school stuff. Got some interviews lined up for you as well. We'll have our Treasure State Stars and uh, a bunch more. We'll see you then, 4 p.m. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 